You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris Tetrold Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle. Hey, welcome to another episode of Once Upon the Turnbuckle, and I've got another special guest, as you can see, with me in the studio today. Now, this guy, I think it's the first time that I've had an active wrestling champion on my show. So one half of the ICW Tag Team Champions, uh, one half of the 9-9, and dare I say it, we'll get into this, but um, a, a, a BBC TV star as well, we will talk about it. <laughs> Jack Morris, welcome to the show, mate. Hello, thank you for having me on. No, no problem, no worries. I'll, um, I didn't know how to start this. I think I'll, I'll start it in the, in the, the, the more obvious way, mm-hmm. um, which is really, yeah, okay, it's how I, how I discovered you, in a sense. You came catapulting onto my radar because um, you appeared on a BBC, a certain BBC mm. Saturday night entertainment show recently, which is not something that I would have... I would have thought a guy like yourself would be on, really. But um, you were on the the BBC's um, I Can See Your Voice probably, what, about three or four weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's get that one out of the way, shall we, firstly? So, yeah, firstly, I guess the question that came across my mind when I first saw you is is why? Okay, (laughs) your question. Um, (laughs) I got asked. Um, I think it was back in July, um, someone from the, the casting for Thames TV um, messaged my Instagram asking if I was interested in doing a new TV show. Right. Um, in this message, they gave no clue to what it was. They didn't say the name of the show. Um, just said it was this new BBC One programme, are you interested? So I replied saying, I'm, I'm all ears. So the boy sent me his number gave him a call and he, he just came out with it. He said, it's what I can see your voice. Um, can you sing? And I was like, well, no, not really. And he was like, perfect. That's even better. <laughs> and I'm thinking. What, what have I got myself in for? Yeah. What is this? Um, and then from there, he just gave a description of what it was Um he actually told me it's big, it's big, apparently it's big in Asia, it's big in Korea, or okay. something after it started. He was like, watch his YouTube clips of the, the show in Korea, um, and you'll get a gist of what it is. And then from there, did a couple of Zoom calls with producers and stuff, and they wanted to have me down, and next thing mm-hmm. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm down there, and I'm murdering uh, Aerosmith. So, <laughs> well... Yeah. 
I'll, I'll come on to a couple of specific questions, really just for me in a bit, because um, my wife and I, we, we don't normally fall for these Saturday night shows. Mm. Not saying it's below us or anything, it's just not really on, no. our, on our sort of remit. But uh, we, we stumbled across this one when it began, and it just kind of grabbed our attention because it's a combination of a singing show like you'd expect from The X Factor, but with probably more people murdering songs on there than they are singing them well, which mm. is really different. Um, when I saw you, if anyone's not seen it, I looked it up before I came on. I think it's episode six. So I think it's still on the iPlayer, so you know you still get an airtime. There's actually just a clip on YouTube as well. The BBC have done this and just uploaded the single clip. Of it too. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. If you want to watch the full episode, though, it is it is really really entertaining. But your garb, what you wore on there, because obviously, um, yeah, all, all the all the guys guys and girls that are on there doing the singing or not doing the singing, you're all dressed up as a reflection of your job, your profession. Mm -hmm. So obviously what you went on there wearing, I guess is not your usual. Is it a little bit exaggerated? Yeah, that's not my, um, that is not my wrestling attire. Um, but I got to keep it. Um, oh, cool. They asked for my measurements. They, I guess that's what the costume guy or male or female thought was what a wrestler looked like personally i thought it looked like something i would get a showman like a trapezist <laughs> man. but um yeah i had to my passwords and stuff so it was it's also i mean because this podcast really is i i have a love for 80s and 90s wrestling so i mean yeah. that is old school what you were yeah. wearing there so it's, you know it's brilliant you know yeah. typical for and you've got to you you've got to uh come out wearing that at some point yeah, I think there's a, there's a plan in action for, for a while. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I got to keep it. So That's awesome. That's awesome. I, again, I won't dwell on this because it's not really why we're here because I really want to hear more about you as a wrestler and mm -hmm. you were growing up and all that kind of thing. But sort of one question that me, me and my wife do kind of bat around when we were watching this is those of you who can't sing are meant to be the ones who can't sing. Are you told to really ham it up to make it sound awful, or was that actually your singing voice? No, not at all. You're not. <laughs> that. No. Yeah, no Thank you. I got the answer I was looking for. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Cool. But yeah, anyone anyone that doesn't have a clue what we're on about is just tuned in. Um, check it out. I think it's still on the iPlayer. Um, Jack is on there. I can see your voice. Episode six. Again, not that I've researched it or remembered it off the top of my head. So. Let's get into the real stuff. So um, you are currently, I hope I got that right at the top of the show, you are, uh, you, you wrestle mainly for ICW at the moment? Yeah, is so, that, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, I'm not, I'm not a massive follower, people that, that see the show, I'm not a massive follower of the, the current product, but mm. I know of ICW because it has, it is probably one of the, I don't know, top sort of three or four promotions in Britain that gets talked about yeah. the most. Um, so before we get into sort of how you got into there and everything, let's wind it right back to the beginning. So, growing up, did you grow up a wrestling fan? Yeah, or is it something? Yeah, loved it, loved it. Cool. Um, I've got an older brother, he's three years older, and um, he I just I think I started watching five, six years old because he was watching at uh, eight or nine, and um, yeah, just just hooked. Um, mm -hmm. That time it was kind of 1999, 2000, and uh, it was a bit edgy as well. I always think yeah. 
Because mum and dad used to let us um, like stay up on a Sunday night, uh, watch pay per views and stuff. And I look back now, I think they were pretty sound parents to let us do that, especially <laughs> at school the next day. Like if we went to bed at seven o'clock, they'd wake us up at one, and then they'd let That's us good. watch. It. So That's yeah, good yeah, good parenting, top parenting. So credit like to them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just since watched it since I was like five six and. Um, yeah, just kept. So that's that's the end of the attitude era, really, that we're talking about. Sort of, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. So, um, was it mainly WWE, WWF? Let's call it WWF because that's what it, you know it yeah. still exists in our mind that it was. Was it was it out? Was it a combination of WCW as well? That you um, there was a brief, there was a brief. I've got a WCW story. There was a brief WCW bit, um, but it was mainly WWF. But I remember that. Like WCW were doing a pay-per-view and it was getting recorded, but for some reason we weren't allowed to stay up and watch it. Um, we kept nagging my mum, nagging mum, nagging my mum. And she was like, right, you can watch the first half an hour, but if there's any swearing in it, like, <clears throat> you're going to bed, it's not getting recorded. <laughs> and I think first promo out, I think Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get to bed, and I thought, oh, she's she's bluffing. Like it'll be recorded in the morning. No, oh no, <laughs> wasn't recorded. I can't remember the episode. I can't remember the the pay per view. But Hulk said Hogan said something in the first like promo segment. It was like he, no, he didn't do he that a lot. You were really unfortunate because he didn't seem to. Yeah, I know. I, I watch it back now, something like on the network, and there's hardly any. I don't know if they've cropped it, but. I, no, I don't think. He, he, I just remember it so vividly, like he swore, and it was like game over. Eh? <laughs> I might have been saying like ass or something, but like he said yeah. something. Mum was like, "Nah, you're fine." That's enough. Yeah. But but you could watch WWF, where at the time, I mean, you had still had Steve Austin, I suppose, towards kind of getting towards the end of his his best run there. But yeah, yeah. you had him doing, you know, flipping yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah, Triple H and DX and yeah, suck it and. <laughs> but Hulk Hogan ruined it basically for you. That's, that's yeah. going to be the headline. So okay, yeah. that's a shame. Was yeah. there? Was there? Um, when you were growing up, what was the the first kind of, if there was one, sort of angle or match or superstar that you saw that that grabbed you and you're like, you were then hooked from that moment. Um. So first, like it was probably Cactus Jack and Triple H storyline. Mm -hmm. Um, the Royal Rumble brief, like vaguely remember the Royal Rumble street fight match, but it was yeah. the Hell in a Cell, but it was like yeah. etched in my brain. Um, and when Cactus Jack loses, and you're like, like I actually felt like, oh, he's lost his job. Like I'm never going to see him again. I was devastated. So I think that was that was 2000. The way out 2000. Yeah, yeah, believe it. That's like the first, like, yeah, like. Okay. Feeling it like, oh God, like never gonna yeah. see him. I mean, obviously, was, like WrestleMania and stuff, but it was a great storyline. Yeah, I don't think they did it justice at WrestleMania. I think it was a bit convoluted in the yeah. moment when they had you know four of them in there. It, uh, but that was yeah. I I watched that. It's the promo leading up to that match. I think I love most where Cactus Jack is in the ring and he announces to Triple H when he's up on the ramp what match he wants. Yeah. And he says Hell in the Cell, and everybody knows by that point. Yeah. That, yeah, so good, so good. Yeah. And then the match itself, like watching it five, six years old, and he goes through the stair, and it's just, yeah. and I hadn't seen like 
the first, like the Mankind Undertaker. Yeah, the King of the Ring one. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, this is my first experience. So, like, I was, it was mad. <laughs> Brutal, man. really, for a first yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, going back to, to my first one, um, Survivor Series 88 was the first event I saw. Mm. Um, again, the age gap already, unfortunately. Shows how old <laughs> I am. But it was um, Demolition and Powers of Pain were the first sort of the first big teams or first big guys that I saw in that event. And I mean, that's etched in my brain because yeah. at that point, you know, when you're, I was like seven years old, you know, seeing guys like that, it's like seeing superheroes, I suppose, yeah. but flip, flip forward to the Attitude Era and, and that'd be your first experience. I mean, it's, some of it's like watching a horror movie. So. Oh, it's mad. <laughs> I would go into school and like try and talk to my friends about it and they just would have no idea what I was. Oh, really? What's this yeah. boy for breakfast? He <laughs> just dreamt this up. Like. I, I loved it back then because... Um, around that sort of mid '90s as well, is there were very few of my friends who knew anything about wrestling or was even into it. Yeah. So you felt part of something quite yeah. unique. Um, and I mean, it's exploded. You know, it's gone through several, you know, um, several periods of, of, especially over in the UK, being absolutely mm. in your face. Um, again, it's going through a little bit of that now. Again, we'll come more yeah. up to date in a moment, but. From when you started watching it then, at what point did you decide you wanted to become, like seriously wanted to pursue it for yourself so, as a career? I was into all sports as well. Like I was always active. I was doing gymnastics. I was playing football was like as young as I could playing like teams, five aside, seven aside. And then mm. wrestling was just kind of something I watched. I didn't feel like it was a achievable, achievable, okay. achievable thing. Um, which kind of wasn't at the time. Um, but I'd like to think there's so many outlets now that a 12-year-old me would be able to go and mm. go and like wrestle. But when I was 12, it would have been 2005. And it's just, when you think, I don't know, I, I don't really know what British wrestling scene was like in 2005. Probably not like it is now. It wasn't, wasn't much of one. I mean, I don't know 2005, but thinking back when I was sort of late, 90s early 2000s so i i always wanted to you know i toyed with the idea of getting into it myself yeah. and um i think the the biggest promotion that i could find that had any kind of training academy or anything was nwa hammerlock yeah, yeah. um i don't really know what happens now but that was you know anything it, it had to be affiliated with the nwa really to know that it was legit but yeah you're right there is so many more sort of nowadays because yeah. you hear like obviously drew mcintyre now you hear about how he he, like he traveled down to England, like there was nobody mm. really up in Scotland, and he taught taught the boys in Scotland when he come back up from training England. So mm. at 2005 and at 12 years old, like I just I didn't see I'd watch it, but I didn't think like I can do that. So I just played football, and uh, that was kind of me playing football till I was 20, 21, and okay. I still watch wrestling. But yeah, football was uh, the priority um, mm. till 21, and then when I stopped playing football. It was kind of this, like, um, yeah, it was this never, 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 it's cheesy, but it was this never, mm. never, if I want to, to to wrestle, then then I'm, like, I'll try now. I think around that time as well, the first um, UK NXT tournament was mm. announced as well. Yeah. So, like, it was all over the place, and all these schools were available now at 21 years old for me. So, mm. um, yeah, it was just... 
I'm gonna I'm gonna never never I'm gonna try it if it if I'm any good it's great if I'm not then at least I've been in a wrestling ring and that's cool yeah. so yeah so where where did you go then to like for your first training in that so where, well, where did you have to go to find that so I went to I think everyone has one of these stories so I went to a training school um about an hour away from Dunfermline up north and it just it just wasn't it wasn't very it wasn't great it wasn't great. I didn't really do my research, but I went up there and uh, got my first experience in the ring. Um, but very early on, I felt like there wasn't too much progression. Uh, so I reached out to a couple of other schools and I headed over to Reckless Intent in Livingston, where I, I still train to the day. Um, and they kind of gave me my first experience on, on shows and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it was um yeah then in Livingston is where I kind of got um that that moment first from. taste. So you hear stories back in the day. I've spoken to some guys from really kind of the old school era and you know you hear stories about them when they started off they were carrying bags around, they were putting the ring together, things like that. Did you go through that transition having to do, you know, work yeah. like that around the promotions as well as yeah, Again, like setting up the ring for shows, not being on the shows, but you got to arrive early, load up the van, van gets to the venue, take everything out, set the ring up, watch the show. Maybe you're doing like helping people to their seats and whatnot, um, take the ring down, back in the van, like 12, 13, 14 hour days, um, and you're not wrestling, but um, you're watching. You're like you're getting experience. Yeah. Uh, you're getting to to talk to the boys. You're getting to watch their matches. You're getting to ask questions. So it's valuable. And still yeah. to this day, um, like I'm I'm still kind of doing that, even if I'm if I'm not booked on shows. Um, yeah. Sometimes, um, reckless intent again. Company in Livingston, they hire out the ring to promotions, and they still need people to help help with the ring. So, okay. um, if it's driving the van or just an extra hand I'll, I'll, and I'm free I'll, I'll, I'll probably be there so cool no, it's, it's nice to hear that that sort of again the, the old school experience is still there you're still making your way into it like the guys yeah. did all that time ago you know it hasn't changed it's even though there's all these avenues now you're not literally you're not shortcutted through it almost no, no. can you um, can you remember then obviously you, you go through your training and everything like that can you remember your first match um, my first match, I did actually wrestle for the company up north that I went to. Um, first match was, uh, it actually went okay. I was in the ring with a guy with a bit more experience than me and um, obviously helped, helped me through it. But the main thing from that one was I wasn't meant to be booked on the show and my car was in the garage and my stuff was in the car that was in the garage and the garage was closed for the weekend or the Saturday, and I uh, got told I was going to be on the show about 2 o'clock, and the guy shut at 1, so I had no gear, uh, so I had to borrow, borrow everything. I think I went to, like, Sports Direct and bought just running, like, running <laughs> position tights, yeah. borrowed people's boots and knee pads, and <laughs> I wanted to be on the show. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, had to, what I had to do, but I was just so, like, last minute, oh, you're going to be on the show, and I was like, great, well, I didn't anticipate this and my stuff's in the garage. So, <laughs> stories. And I would have went out and wrestled and 
Well, you get, you got you got a spare costume now. If it happens again, so oh, exactly. Just, just keep yeah. On, so. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. So the the, the videos I've, I've I've watched a few of the videos sort of up on um, there's quite a bit of content that you've got sort of floating around up on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, are you? Uh, I I've seen you mainly wrestle as a heel. Is that really what you've done for most of your career? Is that what you're and most then... comfortable with? I feel like it's easier to make people boo you because you just go out and be unlikable and it's easy yeah. to go like to a wee kid like oh you're whatever like it's just easier to make people hate you than like people like you so the heel aspect that's a good thing from it you don't have to you just no. go and be, be an idiot whereas I feel like it's harder if you're good for people to like you and get behind you but mm. when I first my first few matches, I was uh, a good guy because just my experience mm. and like the, the bad guy kind of like run me through the match and then yeah. my comeback and shine and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm usually I usually play a heel most of the time. It's probably um, more enjoyable, is it? You know, being a. I, I yeah. often think because I'm I'm very much one when I watch films and that there there are a few where I am rooting for the villain. I know he's not going to win, but yeah, he's just just got that edge, isn't he? Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's more fun as well. Like especially family friendly shows, you can be a bit more over the top, a bit more pantomiming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just recently did a show with Mega Slam, um, which is very family friendly, and uh, unfortunately I'm carrying a bit of an injury at the moment, but I was playing like a manager role, and I just got to be <laughs> over the top and like. <laughs> The kids were hating me, and like when I got my comeuppance at the end, and then they were like, "Yeah, it's just so good playing the clown." Eh? Like, yeah, it's those moments, isn't it, that they go away with because not only have they seen, yeah, someone they were cheering win, but they they they'll remember that bad guy got it, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Secretly, I think that's what we grow up with, and we're kind of like because as I've got older, I've bring up the manager role i i used to hate heel managers they were just an yeah. annoyance but then i've come to really respect people like bobby heenan yeah Paul Heyman, you know because what they've done is they're really working the match from the outside yeah. a lot of the time that's so. like i watch i go back and like i watch a lot of the older stuff now instead of the yeah. stuff like the modern stuff. i still yeah. keep up to date with the product obviously but mm. like on the network is so good just for going back and looking like you say yeah. like heenan heyman Cornette, like mm. uh, Paul Bear and stuff, like yeah. in your heart, like the like the manager role is just so important, and like you get yeah. such a good reaction, it just helps the story so much. Like, um, and the crowd reaction yeah. is ridiculous when they get like the, pay, the yeah. when the payoff comes. You gotta be a great talker. You don't have to be. I mean, there's some some managers out there that really, you know, they get quite physical and, and when people are that way. But I think if you've if you're the mouthpiece and you're good at that, like you say, Cornette, uh, along with Heenan and that, um, I, it's one thing I've never really delved in with the guys I've spoken to is sort of the promo aspect of it. Mm. How much do you have to sort of train or learn that art, or is that something as well that comes quite naturally to yourself? Um, I don't want to say it came naturally. Um, a lot of the physical stuff, like the in-ring stuff, that came very natural like i don't want to be like cocky and big-headed but like no. i'm coming from because i always played sport and football like i was already naturally athletic i could run the ropes i could bump i could do whatever and mm -hmm. um, the promo side of things um 
took a wee bit of getting getting used to, mm-hmm. um, and just practice, practice, practice. I'd still say it was one of my weaker side of things, but again, the more experience, um, the more I do it, like the easier, yeah. the easier it's becoming. And I do watch a lot of, like when I'm watching shows on the network and stuff, I'm, I don't just watch the matches, like I look for the promos prior to the match yeah. or not. Um, a lot of the Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, NWA stuff, but it's on the net, like, um, can't beat that. YouTube and stuff and the, yeah. WCW stuff and whatnot, like, um, it's just so good. And also just surrounding, like, I've been quite fortunate that, um, again, Rex and Ted Livingston going back where I first, like, got consistent matches, they were booking guys who were top, top in the country, like, I'm not kissing his arse, but like divers, <laughs> dicky divers, and yeah, BT, yeah. your Mikey Whiplashes and Joe Coffees and stuff, and yeah. um, seeing them cut promos, like bigging up the shows, like hyping the shows, and then doing it in the ring, and then getting to watch them work. Like, yeah. just I got like there's just there's so much content, so much wrestling. Yeah. Like, you can watch everything, and just learn, learn, learn. Like, I got told once um, by someone, just constantly watch wrestling. Just have it on. Even if you're not, like, paying attention to it, just have someone on in the background. And it, like, yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. Absolutely. You know I mean? so, Absolutely. I can, even I can relate to that. I'm not, you know, and I'm not active in, in any kind of yeah. um, any kind of scope. But when I was growing up, what I remember most is I was in my bedroom. I had, you know, I was playing with my action figures and I had an event going on and I had probably most hours of the day that I was awake, I had wrestling on the background. So I was listening probably more than I was watching. It's the commentary and the promos that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of sort of your persona as such, you haven't got a, you know, you obviously use the name Jack Morris, you've not got a, a, an over elaborate, no. you know, um, star name or anything like that. Yeah. Is there sort of how you are, your, your, your character as it is, is there someone in particular that you've drawn inspiration from? Because I must admit, you did remind me of a couple of people in particular who I won't divulge yet because I want to see. Is it um, in ring or just like personality or just? A bit of both, but I guess from what I saw, it was it was more sort of your in ring kind of your yeah. your style and also yeah. your sort of swagger, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Is um, anyone in particular? But modern day stuff, I'd probably say like Adolf Ziggler. I did. There you, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn. That's it. That's the two. Yeah, brilliant. That's all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, my favorite thing is sailing. Like, I yeah. love to sail. Um, like, I take a I take a beating, like, rather than yeah. get my moves and stuff. Like, I just, yeah. I feel it's one of my strong points as well, whether it's, like, I don't know, making, making my opponent look good. I feel like that's yeah. the thing. Like, um and yeah, from from in ring point of view, like Dolph Ziggler, Billy Gunn, Mister Perfect, um, Rick Rude, yeah. uh, just kind of over the top, but being over the top when it when it matters. It, yeah, exactly. It, it keeps it looking, if I can yeah. say it, yeah, believable. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's over the top, but you can imagine. I think I always look at it as as Bret Hart. Yeah. always took the best oh, turnbuckle bump yeah I think i'm watching a lot of bret hart stuff just now because 
just I think he's the greatest ever just for making everything yeah. everything everything, yeah. everything like bumps like take my buckles like selling just ridiculous yeah. it's just you believed it you know you you kind of i've said this a bunch of times people are probably sick of me saying it but he was one of the ones that i did fear for in the ring because he's always been one of my favorites but he he was so it's like you know this may he may actually be hurt now yeah because he's making it look you know so good yeah and, um, yeah some some great names there to sort of draw inspiration from mm-hmm. and let's say yeah definitely in your in your style definitely saw billy gunn and dolph ziggler um, yeah which is which is good because they're memorable yeah as well it's a memorable style and it's 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 not one that you would expect to be replicated i suppose in yeah. a sense so that's cool that's cool so bringing it a little bit more sort of up to date talk about um because i guess icw even though you're probably sort of mainly with them you still still wrestling for other promotions up there in and around yeah. that well, or you would be yeah, yeah. so Obviously, with the last year of the world's mm. world's been a bit, it's been yeah. mad. Um, but fortunately, ICW, you know, they've had the opportunity to still still put out content, still put mm. on shows, which is which is credit to them. You know, they've had a lot of there's a lot of like protocols and stuff for COVID wise. Um, but we've still been doing tapings. Um, so fortunately, I've not been one of the people who has not wrestled for 12, 13 months. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, ICW is kind of the only thing I've had going on for the last last year and a bit, and um, with the taping. But yeah, up here, kind of everywhere again. Mention them loads of times. Reckless and Ted Livingston, mm-hmm. also Scottish Re- Scottish Wrestling Alliance. Uh, you kind of run family friendly shows in and around um, the Glasgow area mm-hmm. and kind of up north as well sometimes. Um, Discovery Wrestling Edinburgh, another big company. Um, yeah, just kind of wrestle busy. for 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 most places up here. Um, waiting for shows shows to get back. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's it like? Because I guess it's the EC, the the ICW ones are they without a crowd at the moment? Is that just yeah yeah? yeah. So what is yeah. what is that? What's that like? Just very, very, very strange. The first time mm. was very. Now I think I'm quite used to it because there has been like a lot of occasions we've been in now. Um, but like the first time you come out of the curtain and it's obviously silence mm. and you can hear everything, like you can hear a pin drop. Yeah. Um, when you're sailing, both sailing down, like again, silence, you hear the cameraman's footsteps. Um, and it's difficult to. Like it's great being back wrestling, like it's exciting, but with there not being a crowd there, your adrenaline levels just aren't as high. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to try harder to like I don't know, get get yourself more across like how you would like again, adrenaline levels like boost everything. You come out of the curtain flying, um you can the bumps don't hurt as much and you can jump a wee bit higher a crowd like you're playing off the crowd the crowd's the main thing at the end of the day i was gonna say yeah is it is it you finding it more difficult and if you found your your style or or how you've been in the ring has been affected by that um a little bit especially as a heel like because you're trying to Mm. get the crowd to hate you but there's no crowd yeah. So yeah, like I'm trying to 
direct it towards the camera then instead and look down the lens and make a facial expression or do a point to the head or mm. and the same thing you said for like a baby face like um looking into the camera with desperation and whatnot trying to it's, it's difficult but um yeah. like I, I did my first show back work out Friday and it was just so surreal yeah it was great, it was great but um yeah there's no crowd it is do you, do you find yourself doing something in the ring where ordinarily you would then look to the crowd and you know sort of act towards them for a reaction? You find you're still doing that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. Like just show, just showing out and and yeah. uh, just the entrances and like going up on the top top rope to do it. Like what's just looking out to know? Like it's just weird, but um. Yeah, I kind of got used to it, but um, the main thing is just not being as, like, hyped up. Yeah. yeah it's it's strange. Strange. Let's get those crowds back in there, shall we? Let's get this madness yeah. over with and yeah. we'll get back yeah. out there. Can you imagine the first event, the first match you have? Can you imagine the first event, first match you have back well, with a crowd? Well, I, and the ICW one will be mad. I think everywhere I can see... Like, um, I just think, hopefully, everyone will just all rush out and places will sell out and there'll be max capacity of whatever you can, what COVID depending on yeah. lines and whatnot. But I think everywhere will just be, people will be wanting to hopefully rejuvenate everything yeah. and going to be better than, than before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will because, you know, I... There's not a lot that floats by my door, unfortunately, down this way at the minute, wrestling-wise. But I know a lot of fans I talk to, they're just sat there just waiting for it, desperate to get back out there and be in that environment again. So it'd be mad. I know. Exciting. Yeah. Hopefully not too long. This time last year, it was only going to be, oh, it'll be a couple of months now. I know. I know, yeah, with everything. I mean, we've had uh, we've had shows that we were meant to go to, you know, meet gigs and everything that have just been rolled on three or four times now. And you kind of like, every time they do, you're like, is it actually going to happen now? You know? Yeah. But yeah, hopefully everything, like you said, like gigs and football matches and sporting events, like everyone, mm. I think everyone will to all these things. You know, be mm. a bit. So what would you put at the moment as the, the sort of, the pinnacle of your career so far, the, the one moment that has sort of defined you or, or it made you f- feel like it's been the most rewarding so far? Um, there's, there's a few. Um, I got to go over, I've wrestled in Germany a couple of times, um, one of which was pretty early on. I think it was my seventh match I wrestled in Germany. Um, okay. And that was kind of, I wasn't ready at all. Like I was not ready at all. But uh, somebody who was doing a show over here um, got me over, and it was just crazy, crazy. <laughs> the match was actually okay, um, but it could have been better if I was more experienced. But, um, that was mad, and then I've just had just mad. I think there's just several steps along the way that have been crazy. First time in Germany. Um, Getting to ICW, um, I think after, I think I'd only been training for a year. And I used to go to ICW shows. Right. And uh, to be on the other side of a barrier was really cool. Um, I got to wrestle Doug Williams. Um, wow. 
after six months of training. That's that's insane. He is a legend. Oh, like ridiculous. I used to watch TNA at the time when he was in it. And again, it's one of these, like now I wish I could wrestle him again because I've got so much more experience. But doing it Mm -hmm. after six months, like I was so appreciative. But now I'm like, God, I could give him such a better match. Yeah. But like, that was crazy. Um, Again, a couple of other ICW moments, just Shug's House Party, one of their big events. Um, was in a TLC match and it just went really well and the crowd reacted to stuff and it was I, I remember finishing that match and uh, like just feeling good about mm. good about it like usually I'm quite like I'm, not a lot of matches I've done that I think oh that was really good like I always find something uh, you're quite like, critical of yourself yeah oh definitely but that one I remember like lying on the mat after looking up thinking that was pretty good. So I was pleased with that one. And then winning the ICW Tag Championships as well um, with Ivers. Um, championships. There's a few championships that I think, like, depending on the promotion stuff, like, sometimes I feel like it's more of, like, a, a prop. But with mm-hmm. your ICWs, because um, it's a top independent promotion, like, there's not a few like going about, but I feel like when you're a champion with one of these promotions, like it means a bit more because you have so many eyes on it, and mm. it is quite quite an honour to, to get to to hold that championship. You know? Yeah, that's not me knocking knocking other ones, but it's it's just um, some ones that are held in quite esteem yeah. through the yeah. industry. Yeah, especially over here. I mean, I there's a very famous. Um, moment in icw i guess it's one that i i it's one of the first ones i saw that sort of with anything to do with icw was triple h turning up at one of the shows yeah um so knowing there's that interest there and obviously you know nxt uk being what it yeah. is it is that a natural um goal of yours to one day get to there or, or do you see yeah. yourself taking another route no i think that is the that is the goal. WWE. I've actually I actually said at the start, um, but I I I want to make a living off it. Mm-hmm. So whether that's be doing independence all the time and making my money that way, or getting signed by a big promotion, WWE, mm-hmm. AEW. Like there's so many opportunities now more than ever. I feel, um, and it's reachable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to make a living out of wrestling. I want it to be my full time job. I want to earn enough money to do it and not have to worry about yeah working. Doing, it's, it's, it's that dream in there of doing something you love for them when it's, it doesn't feel like it's a job. Again, cliche, but yeah, no, I totally get that. Is there um, is, is there sort of talking about? dream matches them for a second i suppose i like to do a little bit of fancy booking on there if you if you take the 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 guys that are are in sort of the the british wrestling scene at the minute whether they be independent or in nxt wherever is there one guy aside from doug williams that you really you're you're yet to get in the ring with that you really want to one day be able to to wrestle um from a tag team point of view um things of the north 
I think um, I've seen them a lot. They've been in ICW and Discovery Wrestling a lot. Um, never wrestled them before. Um, that game where a tag team held in, in really high regard uh, and we're not yet signed anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're probably independent-wise. Um, tag team. Um, again, NXT UK, I'd love to name divers. Any, any tag team, really. We've got so many good ones. Yeah, um, deadly. Even the, the Gallus boys. I've never uh, had the opportunity to wrestle uh, Joe, uh, Mark, or Wolfie, even in singles matches up here. So, right. tag team wise, or uh, singles matches, any one of them, and yep. uh, probably Rampage Brown as well. Yep. Um, again, never got to wrestle him. So, right. uh, he's. Legend, didn't he? Yeah. So, so they, that's 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 a unique sort of set of people, uh, really. Because I think when I've asked this question before, especially with you know with other fans as well, what matches would you like? Obviously, it goes for the, the big names and that. If you could put, let's imagine the pinnacle of your career. Yeah. You you get a match at WrestleMania, and you can pick anyone you want from any era as well. If you could have one match that you would like to be remembered for, <laughs> I know it's a bit of a broad question. But uh, yeah, yeah is, there, is there someone who you would would like to share that moment with? Probably as can I have two? <laughs> as Make, a one, mate. Why not? Make it three. Why not? I've actually got asked this question before, uh, just by my mate the other week, which is okay. random. Um, as a face, I'd love to wrestle heel Triple H, like two thousand, two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. He was. I still think like doesn't get enough credit get enough credit. one of the more forgotten for me anyway one of the more forgotten periods of his career because yeah i i was never the biggest fan of him and i thought he did sort of hold the limelight a bit too long towards yeah. that period but yeah i mean again he was it was still gold back then wasn't it yeah like looking looking back like the cactus jack stuff like earlier mm. and stone cold stuff and yeah and just so good so mm. good his promos and whatnot yeah. um and then, as a heel, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyone, Brett probably. Yeah. Brett, probably. You made me look so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You want someone like that, don't you? You don't want yeah. someone who's a Brett, yeah. or a, a Brett or a Sean who would yeah. sell their ass off and make you look like the big bad guy. Yeah. Easy. That was easy. If, yeah, there we go. Ideal. Yeah, Brett and Sean, my, my favourite match of all time is the Iron Man match for WrestleMania yeah. 12. So, uh, yeah, if they could rerun that again, if that, any match of that quality, I would I would be there. You know, I don't think anything's really come in and touched it. So, so cool. Well, no, you know, thank you so much so far for, for your time. You know, it's it's been so good to talk to you and, and sort of learn a lot more about you. Like I say, from that one moment I saw you on, yeah. On that Saturday night, I knew I had to talk to you. My wife actually afterwards she says, "You want to get this guy on your show?" And I was like, "Didn't think I would actually." So thank you so much for. Uh, I'm um, not <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit at the end here to kind of just you know as, as if you've not talked about yourself already. You know, if people now want to follow you and follow what you're doing, or, or you've got any events coming up, or where can they you know, keep up with you? On, social media yeah, fire away. Yeah, 
So on social media, my Instagram and Twitter handle are the same. So it's Jack Morris X seventeen. Um, has nothing to do with liking WrestleMania seventeen. <laughs> I'm what? sure. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and on Facebook, it's Jack Morris Wrestling. And shows coming up. I think um, got a few in Mega Slam coming up, which is done. And I'm not sure locations. They're all over England. Um, and then I'm making my PCW debut soon. They've got a bunch of shows out um, August, September, I think a couple of shows each month up to December. Um, so, yeah, Mega Slam and PCW are where I'll be at for the rest of the year so far. And then see what else, see what else pops up. We're sure it's hopefully at the end of this madness and yeah. show me back and normality returns. Yeah. Just out of interest, actually, I have done see right. I ICW is, is that one of the promotions that have got some something going on the network? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, have you got any of your stuff on there? Yeah, yeah, plenty. There's a ICW tag championship win. They did a special show, ICW Bar, which was all cage matches. Um, I've just gave a spoiler away on what happens, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what ICW's been been able to do with these um with these tapings. So yeah. for content for um the network and what's so what's that like? Think yeah, knowing then you know you've not even you've not been in a WWE ring or anything yet, um, mm. but you're you know you've got your content up there for millions to see. It's pretty. It's pretty mad. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty mad. Like I am um, for one of the shows. I was like the wee thumbnail for it. Oh wow! I think, okay. I think beside me, I had uh, like Drew, and then I had Austin, and I was like, "What? What is going on here? This is incredible." Did you take a screenshot of that? Oh, 100 percent. I put on my story, like sent to my mates who aren't. Even, <laughs> my mates aren't even interested in wrestling. Eh? They're like. Cool, and I'm like, <laughs> you can also search Jack Morris in the search bar, but it'll not come up me, it'll come up Jack Swagger versus John Morrison. So, ah, <laughs> one day, one day, you're there, you're there. That's that's, that's this is, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, you know. If anything, if anyone's watching this, who is particularly in the UK, who, who has any aspirations of, of making it or being able to start off or has any doubts or anything, you've probably given them inspiration during the last 45 minutes that it can be done. You know? Yeah. There's there are a lot more avenues, even I can see that now, mm. than there were sort of, you know, easily 20 years ago, 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Um that doesn't make it any easier, I'm sure, but it the, the opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Well like so. I said, there's so many, so many training schools about um, do your research, find a reputable one. Um, it's not a knock on any other, like on other training schools, but it, it depends how how far you want to how far you want to take it. Mm. If you're quite happy just picking up a, a show once a month because you've mm. got other things on, then great. But like, I see this as not just like a hobby and a passion, but like I want to make a career out of it. So. Yeah. I think if that's the case, you need to do more than just a couple of training sessions a week and wrestle once a month, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. At least there's, there's the avenue in. So, you know. That's it. No. 
Thank you again, Jack Morris. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure, mate. Okay, and, thanks, um, yeah, good, good luck with everything you've got coming up. I'll definitely be keeping keeping eyes on you, and uh, you, you keep hold of those belts for as long as you can. <laughs> I shall. Cool. Thank you, mate. Right, no worries. Thanks Thank for having me on. No worries. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 